This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Hey friends, I'm Dan Foster. I'm pastor and host of the radio program Grace Thoughts. Grace Thoughts is heard on this great radio station from Monday through Friday at 12 noon during the lunch hour. Remember Jeremiah's famous prayer to God. Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and they were the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21, all professional, for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. The Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Come on, I want to be a holy fire for the Lord. I want to be a people that will not sit still for sin. Say, we'll move out, and we'll change our community for God. Moses was that kind of man, ladies and gentlemen. So it's interesting to me that every 2,000 years, God has called on somebody to be a deliverer. 
From the time of Adam in the garden to the time of Moses was 2,000 years. From the time of Moses to Jesus was 2,000 years. From the time of Jesus to this church and the manifested presence of the outpouring of the Spirit has been 2,000 years. God wants to do something big in our generation. Amen. Could it be that God is looking for a generation again that will say, I will not leave well enough alone. I will not sit by and let people die. God's called me to be a part of deliverance, ministry, worldwide. Because my heart beats with the compassion that God has. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Egypt was not a place of bondage in the beginning. Egypt was a place of blessing in the beginning. When Joseph went to Egypt, he went there to be an instrument that God would use to save Abraham's family and save the seed and save the lineage. Amen? But how many of you know when you stay somewhere longer than God intended, what once was a blessing becomes bondage? I've used this analogy before, but I want to use it again. When they started the welfare system, you know, two or three generations ago, it was meant to be a bridge over hard times. It was meant to be a place to get you over troubled waters and help people get back on their feet so they could get a job and stand on their own. But people have gotten into the welfare system and they've stayed there longer than they should have. And now you've got three generations of families that are trapped in the bondage of welfare because they stay there longer than they should have. What was meant to be a blessing has now become a curse. And people have been stuck in a system that actually has people in society look down on them. And they are considered the outcast of our nation today. So when you stay where you shouldn't longer than you should, then the bondage becomes a slave owner, becomes a taskmaster, and it begins to rob you. It begins to steal from you. And in the midst of this slavery, God calls someone to be a deliverer. I've got news for you today. God has called His church. To be a deliverer. God's called us to expand the kingdom. God didn't call us to grow a church. God did not say, Pastor Jason, I want you and you people to get down there and try to grow your church. That's not what our mission is. God has called his church to expand the kingdom. He said, you expand my kingdom, I'll grow the church. God calls for deliverer. Listen to this. Moses and Jesus both were born during times when babies were being killed. You ever thought about that? When Moses was born, a decree went out from Pharaoh that every male child should be put to death. They killed the males because that was what the enemy saw as the seed of the promise. The prophecy in the garden was about seed. Remember the prophecy? It was about the seed. The seed. You will crush his head and he will bruise your heel. The seed. The enemy will always attack your dreams when they are little. The enemy will always come against your dream when it's in its infancy because it's always easier to destroy a baby than it is to destroy a well-armed warrior. The enemy goes after things when it's in its immaturity. When Jesus was born, a decree went out from Herod the Great that all male children under the age of two should be put to death. Don't you think that it's strange that we're living in a culture today when babies are being killed at a rate that we have never seen in the history of our world? Millions and millions and millions of children are being slaughtered every day. I don't find that ironic. It points to something sick in society. That people are lost and scattered. And God's calling on someone to be a deliverer. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said that Moses' mom saw how beautiful he was and she couldn't put him to death, so she hid him till she couldn't hide him no more. 
And when she couldn't hide him no more, she put him in a basket and she floated him down a river. And Moses' sister Miriam followed him down the river and she was watching the basket. And Pharaoh's daughter was out there cleaning some clothes or something. And she saw the basket and picked him up. She said, my, this is a beautiful little baby. I think I'll take this baby and raise him as my own. And Miriam walked up to her and she said, oh, you found the baby. She said, yeah, I did. She said, would you like me to get a Hebrew woman to come help you nurse that baby? Would you like me to get some? So she went and got Moses' mother and Moses' mother raised him. Had Moses not been adopted, he probably would not have been a deliverer. Because if he wasn't raised in Pharaoh's house, he would have been raised with a slave mentality like the rest of the slaves. Isn't that right? He would have been raised with a different mindset. He'd have been raised in his own house. He would have had a slave mindset. But because he was raised in the house of Pharaoh, he understood what authority was. He knew how to act like a leader. He knew what it meant to command authority. He knew what it meant to give orders. And he learned that in the house of Pharaoh. Amen? He knew what it meant to order somebody and they would obey. So that eventually when he came back to Pharaoh's court, he didn't walk in with his head down like some kind of a slave and say, oh gosh, excuse me, Pharaoh. Could you just let God's people go? Don't hit me. That's not how he come back. He had been raised in the courts and he came in with a voice of authority. What are you saying, pastor? For some of you, the most adverse situations in your life that you thought came to destroy you are the very same things that God will use in your life to propel you to your destiny. And you thought the devil was trying to kill you. He probably was, but God's turning it around for your good. Let me read this in Exodus 2. How many of you know that, that Moses was raised in a place of luxury? He had all the benefits of being a prince in the house of Pharaoh in the most powerful nation on the planet. Isn't that right? Look in Exodus chapter 2 verse 11 and watch this. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way and when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Listen, guys, it would have been very easy for Moses to have said, you know what? I sympathize with your plight. You were my brothers, but I'm not one of you anymore. I understand that it's hard for you to make bricks, but I was the lucky one. God spared me and gave me a life of luxury. God put me in the house of Pharaoh to have influence that I could keep the seed alive and just rest in the presence of Pharaoh. Moses could have said that, couldn't he? He could have said, I'm on my way to destiny. I've got heaven. I've got a nice life. I know it's tough for you, but I'll see you when you get to heaven. Some of us, that's what we do in church, isn't it? We're resting. Are you seeing this? We're resting in the blessings of God. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot allow the blessings that God has put in our lives to remove us from the needs of our world. We cannot. I believe God wants to prosper us. He wants healing manifesting in our life. He wants us to be taken care of. I believe increase is coming to the house of God. And He wants to always constantly enlarge our borders. But listen to me. He will never give you enough stuff of, and things so that you will no longer have responsibility for the world that you've been called to. You have a responsibility for this world. As a believer. As a Christian. There comes a time when you have to come out of your palace. And see the needs of your brethren. See the lost, the dying, and the hurt. Sometimes we've got to get out of the palace. Amen. Listen, we've not been called to just be a church that hides behind the walls. 
We've been called to be a city without walls, a people with unlimited resource, a people with compassion that moves in to the afflicted and brings hope and brings healing and helps structure faith in people's lives so they can stand on their own before God and accomplish their own destinies. God opens up avenues into every community for us, but many avenues are not traveled down because we're busy being Christian. We're busy in the church. Listen, the marketplace is not just about making money. It's about taking Jesus to the streets, taking Jesus to office building, taking Jesus to the schools. And when we, when we see the need of the brethren, we should be moved with compassion. When Moses saw the need, he tried to take matters into his own hands. And he did not allow God to process in him what he needed to have processed. And because of it, God sent him to a wilderness for 40 years. 40 years he spent in wilderness. It's no wonder that Moses knew how to lead him through the next 40 years of the wilderness. God did some training on that old boy, didn't he? Amen. Come on, it was unfamiliar territory to all the Egyptian slaves. But it wasn't unfamiliar territory to Moses. He knew the wilderness. Amen. He'd been there. And in that wilderness, a few things happened. Hallelujah. Watch this. While in the wilderness one day tending the sheep, the Bible says he saw a bush that was on fire that was not being consumed. The issue is not the bush burning. How many know that out in a desert at 124 degrees, some dry bushes will just spontaneously catch on fire? It's hot out there. Come on, isn't that right? It's not unusual to see a bush on fire. Moses had seen that probably many times in his life, but what he had not seen is a bush that would not be consumed, a bush that was burning but wasn't being burned up. And the Bible says that he turned to see what was in the bush, and when he turned, the voice of the Lord spoke to him and said, Moses, and he said, here I am. Point number one. Point number one. Write this down. If we're going to get set on holy fire, we're going to have to realize that God is going to encounter us in supernatural ways through everyday life. And now, we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There is a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. God wants us to have encounters in supernatural ways in our everyday life. Come on, it's not at the conference. You know, it's not touch me three times, spin around and fall on the ground in the Holy Ghost. It's in everyday life. Amen. Some of us keep looking for supernatural fireworks in, in church service and glitter to go off at a special meeting where some prophecy gets spoken over us and we get all hoopty holy and out the door we go and we've been marked by God. And, but that's not where God really encounters us supernaturally. That's where He speaks to us at and gives us marching orders. The supernatural encounters happen in everyday life and they happen with a Popeye moment. When we see the need and we say, I've seen all I can stand and I can't stand anymore. 
Moses was doing what he was doing every day. He was keeping the sheep. He was walking through the wilderness. And that's where he encountered God. He saw something supernatural that got his attention. I want to challenge you today to ride through the city and look for your burning bush. Come on. Walk down your street and look for your burning bush. Because I guarantee you, there's a supernatural encounter that's out there waiting on you. Amen? Come on, that's why we've got the school. Amen? The community is full of burning bushes. Things that should be motivating us. Things that should be calling us to action. Things that are hurting. You know, it's interesting that God never spoke to Moses until he stopped and looked. Moses had to actually stop. Then turn. Then God spoke. Isn't that right? He was walking by. The voice of God wasn't over there yelling at Moses going, Hey! Moses, yo, I'm on fire over here. Look at me, I'm God. I got something for you. Moses had to stop and look. Then God spoke and said, I have an assignment for your life. Not until he stopped and looked. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to look for your divine supernatural encounter in everyday life. If you haven't found it, it's coming. Somebody say, it's coming. It's coming. It's calling to you. Amen. What made Martin Luther King Martin Luther King Jr. in a day in America when the KKK had its highest membership in the United States of America? What made him? Here he is raised in a southern state, riding on the back of the bus, having to drink out of a different water fountain. What is it that caused him to say, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more? Come on, amen. Casual people don't change the world. Casual people will never change the world. What was it that caused Mother Teresa to stop doing her job at the most elite, prestigious Catholic school in Delhi, India? What was it that caused her when she walked through the slums every day to go up to her Monsignor and say, you've got to release me from this job because I can't keep walking through these slums every day of my life and see kids dying on the side of the street and not do nothing about it. What was it that she saw in their eyes that caused her to say, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more? What was her burning bush? What was her Popeye moment that caused her to say, enough is enough. I will not let no one else go to hell on my watch. Martin Luther didn't put his thesis on the Wittenberg door because it was going to make his life easier with the Catholic Church. He went and put that thing on the door at a time when the church said the only way you can know God is that you have to have a relationship with the church. Come on, in Protestantism, I can't even say it, was born. Lutheran, Lutheran, Protestant, Pentecostal, we all came from it. He said, I have about all I can stand, I can't stand no more. Listen, when God gives you a supernatural encounter in everyday life, and when God spoke to Moses, this is what he said. Number two, he said, take your shoes off. Somebody said, take your shoes off. The place you're standing is holy ground. That's number two. Take off your shoes. If you ever spend any time in the desert, you know it's pretty hot in the desert. Amen? 120 degrees. I mean, I'd rather take off all my clothes than take off my shoes. Because your feet will burn up. It's hot out in the desert. Amen? But what he was saying is, Moses, I can't have you as my deliverer. I can't set you on fire for the cause until you remove what is between you and the world that you've been called to. You've got to remove some things that are between you and the world that you've been called to. 
And until you begin to feel what they feel and, and touch the ground the way they touch the ground, Moses, i got to remove everything between you and them so you can be the deliverer. Amen? Because what I'm about to do is to become so powerful in your life that it's going to have something magnificent explode. You can't do it by yourself, in other words. And i got to get this stuff out of the way so I can work through you. I know God's got some stuff in your life you got to get removed before He can use you. Come on, amen? When you, when you take off your shoes, you got to feel the ground that you walk on. When you take off your shoes, there's nothing between you and the very earth that you stand on. Isn't that right? Amen? When you take off your shoes, you're removing everything that's between you and them. He said, I want you to take off your shoe. Why? Because it's holy. It's holy. And holy doesn't mean follow a whole bunch of rules. It means set apart for God. It's holy to the Lord. Amen. So you'll have supernatural encounters in an everyday place. And there's going to come a time when God's going to say to you, take off everything that separates you from the people that I've called you to. That means you can't come in with your own ideas. Come on, amen. And then he said this, Moses, not only do I want you to take off your shoes because I'm changing your walk, I want you to understand this, Moses. I'm about to fulfill my covenant. And you are, and you are who I'm sending to become the deliverer. Number three, God has called you to be a deliverer today. Watch this. He said, Moses, it's not about you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so aware this morning that we're living in, in, in a day of the outpouring of the Spirit and we're enjoying a lot of things of God. There's been manifestations of healings, gifts, and miracles in our day. But we have got to understand that we have not come to this place under this anointing and we just sit here in complacency going la, 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 la. We will miss it completely. We'll miss it. It's not about our anointing and about our calling. Matter of fact, some of the anointing on some of our lives today is because somebody prayed for you 50 years ago. God's doing things in the Treasure Coast that somebody prayed for 50 years ago. God's not just keeping His Word to us. He's keeping His Word to them. Generations that have gone before us. He said, Moses, the reason I'm sending you down to deliver my people is because 400 years ago, I made a covenant with Abraham and I said that I would bring deliverance to him and that he would be the promised seed that would come and save the world. I'm just keeping my word, Moses. And you're going to be the instrument that's going to help me keep my word. How many of you know that God's called you to be an instrument to help him keep his word? The Bible says, when they got into a place, a cry went up. Come on, how many know there's no deliverer coming without a cry going up? Ladies and gentlemen, there is a cry going up in our culture today. A cry from the hearts of people that are suffering cry going up a cry going out of people that are hurting how can we pray God save my city but we're not willing to be a part of saving our city come on you can't get before God and pray and ask God to do something that you're not willing to be a part of my God well I prayed for the mayor I prayed for the city well what are you down there doing about it prayer is only half the job I can't say God save my nation then ignore his voice when he says, Jason, I'm sending you to the nation. I can't pray and say, God, break homosexuality if I ignore his voice when he says, I want you to go reach out to the homosexual community. Come on, somebody. I can't pray, God, break addiction. Wonderful. I'm calling you to open a rehab. God, restore our families. Great. I'm calling you to put families back together. God, I pray for the children of our church. Great. I'm calling you to work in children's church. You got to pray and then be sent. I cannot pray for God to touch this part of society and they're not willing to be a part of the answer. A part of the solution. Do you recognize your prayers just don't die when you die? Amen? Come on, you ain't heard me this morning. Your prayers don't die when you die. 
Your prayers are still out there. They're just out there hovering around in, in the spiritual atmosphere, waiting on somebody to say, I'll take responsibility for that. I'll go. I'll do that. I'll stand in the gap. I'll move into that. Those prayers are there, and God is still answering them long after you've been buried and put in the ground. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.